0: Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everyone, on today's episode, I have the pleasure of sitting and speaking with an amazing woman and hear her testimony about faith and finances. And this conversation is so important to me because it's the real life examples of how to fine tune your finances. I look forward to opportunities I get to sit down and talk to people about their experiences and even more so when they can share a perspective that ties in to the faith perspective that I have. So without further ado, here is episode 12 of the Faith on Fire podcast, Faith and Finances, a testimony. You are now listening to the Faith on Fire podcast, a pod for financial literacy, coaching and real life examples on how to transform your finances. I'm your host, Simone Brumell. Follow me on my path to financial freedom and I'll give you tips on how to start and continue yours. Money is a tool, so learn how to use it wisely. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Faith on Fire podcast. Thank you to our first time listeners or to anyone who has been with us since the beginning. I truly appreciate you clicking play and tuning in. Today, I have another special guest interview episode, and I'm really excited about it. But before we go any further, I'll pause here and let my guest introduce herself.
1: So Thanks so much, Simone. Um, My name is Shirley Lefebvre. Um, To all our listeners, um, in so many words, I'm a wife, I'm a mom, I'm an author, Bible teacher, nurse, speaker, and entrepreneur. I am also the founder of Precious Gem Ministries, which is a women's empowerment uh, ministry or platform, um, so to speak. And I also... I am the owner of Grace Divine Home Care, which is a home care agency located in the state of Massachusetts.
0: Awesome. Yeah. And in our previous conversations and just getting to know each other, I know you have a background in New York and Long Island, so I'm really happy to have you on the podcast and just share your story a little bit with the listeners around your ministry and how that has, how you've taken that into your
1: business. Absolutely. I'm I'm so excited to be here.
0: Perfect. So one of the things we were kind of talking about before and just connecting and, you know, I found your Instagram page and some of the content you was post you posted and just focused around encouraging women and just living out your faith completely. And I always gravitate towards You know, the the platforms and then just getting to talk to you and hearing how you've built a business and and taken entrepreneurial steps. um, I thought it'd be a great conversation to have with you, especially since in in most communities, sometimes we look at ministry solely as this spiritual calling, which it is, but there's so many ways that we can live out. We're called to do,
1: right?
0: In our vocation. So maybe start with talking a little bit about your career path, and you know what you started out work-wise or vocation wise
1: Absolutely. So I launched my um, career in nursing back in 2009. Um, since then, you know, I worked in uh, different uh, settings. You know, I uh, worked in areas such as med- medical, surgical, medicine, geriatrics, and home health. Um, But I found my passion to be home health. And so um, I spent a significant amount of my uh, nursing career in home health. And then eventually, when I saw the disparities among the elderly and disabled population, I thought to myself, you know, um, if I ever have the opportunity to do things differently in terms of the way up, things are done with this population, I would, you know, and and I would always see all the things that were going wrong in the industry and think to myself, you know, I have to, I have to do something about it. And perhaps the best way to make an impact is to eventually have my own home care agency where I can really um, do things the right way. And so that's what I did. So um, I eventually back in 2018, decided it's time, um, to, to, to make a change. And so I started Grace of My Home Care, um, with the goal of providing professional quality home care services to, and senior compare companion care services to the elderly and disabled. And then, um, I decided, you know what, uh, throughout the course of, of my entrepreneurial journey that I needed to really, uh continue my education. So in addition to my undergrad um, and master's coursework, I'm currently um, completing my doctorate in nurse practice. Um, and then, of course, at the same time, pursuing these, you know, uh, uh, business ventures, um, I couldn't I could not abandon my call um, for ministry and my passion is women. And so at the same time, I've been working um, arduously in the field um, of um, ministry, ministering to women on so many different levels. Um, so I eventually decided, you know what, it's time for me to um to kind of take all my passions and put it under one umbrella. And so I decided to launch Freshership Ministries. And as I alluded to earlier, um, it's, a, it, it's a ministry that's specifically geared towards women. We're faith-based, um, but we exist to build up and empower women through biblical teachings, Christian literature, um, which is where I found my passion also with writing. So now that I know who my audience is, my writing is so much easier for me because I realized if I have this passion and burden for women, why don't I go all the way and serve them in every any way I can possibly can? So that's why I focus my books now and my writing for women. Um, the organization also has a prayer team. So we uh, meet on a weekly basis to inspire and encourage women to prayer. And We have various other things we do. Um, I do also host a podcast myself um, called Divine Connections, which is available on all platforms. Um, that is now also going to be devoted specifically for women empowerment.
0: Yeah, and so you said a lot of things, and that yeah. the <laughs> things I loved about what uh, you know, just from your story because in every kind of aspect of your ministry or job or what you're doing, you can kind of hear the threat of what you're called to do, what you're passionate about, and what you're gifted towards. And a lot of times as Christians, we don't realize that, you know, God has blessed us with different gifts and talents and a calling. And you can use that in any area. Um, And as you were talking about, you know, nursing and health care, ministering to women, there's just different hints and areas, you know, kind of highlighting the things you're passionate about and the things you're called to. So what would you say are your spiritual gifts or if you had to like nail it down to one or two because we can be gifted, and gifted in different seasons, um, but how, how do you identify your spiritual gifts?
1: absolutely so um and i want to be very transparent with this question because i think it's really important for people to know that it can take you a while to discover your spiritual gifts right um for me it was a journey um although i know what they are now and i'm very confident in them it took me a few years because i spent many years struggling um with low self-esteem and a crippling fear that I can trace back to my traumatic childhood experiences. Um, even though I gave my heart to the Lord at the age of 15 and I converted um, wholeheartedly to Christianity at 15 years of age. Um, even into my adult years, uh, sh- I struggle with my confidence and belief You know that God could use me to do anything significant outside of just my 9 to 5 um, nursing job. Right. Um, But what's so amazing is even when I try to run from my giftings and I try to kind of hide them because I was endowed with so many self-defeating thoughts. And, you know, when you spend most of your early years being told what you will never do, what you can't do, it really takes a toll on you. And so. I was wrestling, even, you know, I was doing well academically in school and and, and I doors would open for me in terms of, you know, uh, the corporate America, you know, I would get promotions and fancy jobs and things of that nature. But I never there was a sense of peace that I never had because I always knew that I was meant to do more than just you know, my nine to five. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but in terms of my spiritual gifts, it took me years to finally unleash them Um, because of that fear and that that struggle with low self-esteem. But in general, I, I know that mine is, you know, prayer. I'm an intercessor. I love to pray with people. And that's why in 2014, I launched um, actual prayer ministry um, that continues to this day, our Monday night prayer. Um, I also have a, a strong uh, gift of teaching. So in everything that I do, and even as a nurse, I found myself teaching my patients a lot, family members, which, which kind of made me successful in home care. Because in home health, you do a lot of teaching. And so it was so wonderful and easy for me to do that because I had that natural gift of teaching and explaining things to people. So, yeah, although, like I said, it took me some years to identify my gifts, but I do know what they are now. And I did have to go to the Bible, of course, to really even discover what are spiritual gifts. And for, for someone listening right now who may not know what that is or maybe you need kind of a guide, you know, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 in Romans chapter 12 and Ephesians 4, it lists. Several different kinds of spiritual gifts, and you know, that can help you as it helped me because I couldn't, even though I knew they were there, I I really couldn't articulate them well, um, like I can now. And and I hadn't owned up to them because, like I said, I was dealing with my own uh, personal battles,
0: right? Yes, I I love that. And even (laughs) just the honesty of you know, the journey of figuring them out because it's not something you will automatically know. Right. Uh, but we do know that as believers, the Holy Spirit has endowed us all with spiritual gifts. And it's just for us to search the word, as you said, and figure those out. And what it sounds like when you do figure that out, what the gifts are and you, you're sure of it, it opens up this new, almost new site and opportunities for you because now you're doing all of these things that fall into what you feel called to, um, and it—I want to talk to you a little bit about taking that spiritual gift, or you know the the spiritual aspect of it, and, and taking that into your everyday life, right? Because mm-hmm. sometimes as Christians, we still have the separation in our heads of who we are, maybe on Sundays you know or whenever we're at church but not living that out fully and mm-hmm. i want want you to talk a little bit about how you're now living that out in your everyday life of not only just your spiritual calling and spiritual gifts but how you're doing that within your your vocation with nursing and the ministries as well
1: absolutely so i think for me um i had to first understand Identity and purpose. So, those two things, those two words became very key for me. Really, you know, like I said, overcoming my past um, emotional, psychological issues related to my trauma in my childhood and then coming into who God says I am as opposed to who I thought I was or who people say I should be Um, and really owning that. I think, hey, this is who I am and this is what I've been placed on this earth to do. So this is where purpose comes in. So once I began to really... Uh, I confirm my identity in Christ, understanding that I'm a I'm a Christian, I'm a believer. Um, I, I walk by faith, and 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 I'm a child of God. And understanding these really foundational concepts, then I was able to build from there. And then after, you know, it's like after you know who you are, then the next question is why are you here. You know, why you? What have you been placed on this earth to do? And so. Once God began to reveal to me, even through nursing, right? Nursing almost was rehearsal for my ministry because a lot of the things that I did in the field, as a matter of fact, I would have... moment where I would find myself ministering to clients and, and patients and, and they asking me to pray with them. And, and, and I would be impacting my colleagues in the field. And I mean, it was insane what was happening even in my, uh, even when I was just, you know, restricted to my office in the office, it would almost be like revival there, right? Like people would be, be honestly, you know, giving so much testimony whenever I would leave a job, people would be in tears. I mean, it was crazy. And I'm thinking to myself, Lord, I have never worn a "I love you Jesus scarf. I never carried a Bible in my hand. I, I didn't Bible thump. I didn't, you know, force my religion or my faith on anyone. I just made it a, a point to be, uh, uh, to really be real with my walk with God and to be transparent, but to live for him for real. And so once I made that decision, my faith and 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 essentially, my calling it, it begins to permeate every aspect of my life. there I can't separate it, right? I can't separate being a mom from being a minister or a wife, because first of all, my ministry starts at home, right? So, so I I, I think I know I've said a lot, but I think that in general, you know, once you understand. Your identity and your purpose—it starts to permeate every aspect of your life. You 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 find that you can't even separate the two, right? You can't really separate your 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 calling and your vocation because um, the one the denominator is you, right? And you are the same. You're the same on the job. You're the same on the pulpit. If you're in the pulpit, you're the same at church. You're the same at home. And and I think once we really understand that concept, we begin to walk in integrity, and people see us as being real and not fake. you know we were not labeled as hypocrites um because we truly genuinely want um to be who God says we are and to live according um, to his word and will
0: yeah that that's so true and what what you just said that stuck out to me is you know first, who you are and then why you're here, and that has been kind of the guiding light is for me in any career decisions and, you know, next steps for my life, because at the end of the day, what centers you is who you are in Christ. And there he'll take you in places you would never dream of. You're not, um, or or never planned for.
1: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Not only in, you know, opportunities, but again, with your career or business or whatever it is. And if we just allow God to permeate, as you said, all areas of our lives, we can see growth in our business or our business ventures or our career paths because we're relying on him to to set our path. Almost pivoting a little bit towards, you know, the more specific business or finance aspect of it. Can you talk to or talk about how you started um, your senior health care um business and what was like your thought process of becoming an entrepreneur or stepping into entrepreneurship.
1: Absolutely. Um, so for one, and this is I think a perfect example of what I was saying of how, you know, um it's all inclusive, right? Like no matter what arena you find yourself, whether it's corporate America or full-time ministry, at the end of the day, the common denominator is you and your ability to, you know, not necessarily separate them is to say well if i'm called to be in corporate america i'm going to shine for jesus there if i'm called to do full-time ministry i'm still going to shine for jesus there and so for me when i when i started my home care business i wanted i kept thinking to myself what's a good way to brand my business um, in such a way that people know it's faith-based just off of the name? Um, because I wanted it to be clear that this business is going to be different, right? It's going to be, right, even though right. there's tons of home care agencies right here in my town, um, I wanted it to be known that we're not going to run, we're not going to do things the same way. And so even in naming my business, I called it Grace Divine. The name alone has attracted so much traffic People, you know, I I go to a net, you know, marketing events, and I I have a table, and people would just walk up to my table just to look at my logo, and and wonder what's behind that name, and I would love that. Said yes, this is exactly what I want, right? And and people, um, people who are of the faith of 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 Christianity, soon as they hear the name, they know, oh, that's a Christian business. I want to support. So it's it's done wonders for me. but it, it wasn't easy again because I spent um, to get to the to get to the point where I actually launched the business. I had my own hesitations, fears, what have you. You know, I, I, I had reservations about uh, resources, the timing. Was it the right time? You know, do I have everything that I need? But once I was able to get over all over all those hurdles and obstacles, and really my faith over my fear, the blessings begin to flow, right? Because, yeah. you know, as a business owner, especially at the beginning of anything, it's never easy. Um, you know, in the beginning, it's hard, you know, because you have to learn things that you probably have never had to learn. I, I don't have an MBA. I don't have a background in business. And there's a lot to learn in the world of business, right? So I, I really... <laughs> I had some hesitations there, but God is so faithful and whatever he calls you to, you know, he equips you for. Right. And so all of a sudden I would I mean, each step I took resources, doors open, even when I didn't have the knowledge in certain areas, he gave me. Uh, people who were endowed with that knowledge to be on my team, right? And and that's another way he works. Like you may not have all the wisdom for the area he's calling you in, but he'll send you people, divine connections, I call them, people that are equipped, are, are masterminds in, in the areas that you may not be as strong in to be part of your dream team to help you reach your goals. Um, and so that's kind of what began to happen. You know, the resources started to flow at one point. Um, my team team my staff was all believers all christians and yeah. so i thought that was so cool because i didn't plan it that way when i was doing interviews i i don't have any religious based questions in my interview process so how it ended up that i just ended up with saved people in my space was just god but yeah. he does things like that you know he yeah, he, he yeah so i know i said a lot but i do hope um at least that i kind of Touch the response. No,
0: you definitely did, and and what I'm hearing from you and what's really resonating is, again, just really trusting God in everything. And oh yes, and the way you you know were able to, you know, face the challenges of the business, right? Because being called in an area, you have the nursing background, and you know you you have knowledge in that specific area, but that's different from running a business. And a lot of times, <laughs> a lot of times, the the fear of the of something new um, mm-hmm. can hold us back. But as believers, that should be the one thing we can, you know, wrap our our arms around it and really trust God for because we are supposed to be dependent on Him and, and trusting Him for the future. So uh-huh. when He's putting us in these new ventures, starting a business, starting a new job, um, a new career path, whatever it is it should be almost a comfort to us to know that, all right, I know who I am and why I'm here. And if God, you're putting me in this direction, I am fully trusting that you are preparing me for it,
1: have prepared me for it. Yes. And, and I'll, I'll just add this, that something that just really was on my heart as you were speaking is that I think something that we fell as Christians in general to keep in mind is that when God gives us a dream, it's his responsibility to fulfill it, not ours, okay. right? So a lot of times people have a dream and they think, oh, I have to make this happen, I have to do that, I have to do that. Oh, I don't have this, I don't have that. And it's like, wait, wait a minute. Whoever said that it was your responsibility <laughs> to make that dream come to pass? You didn't give yourself the dream. God gave it to you, right? Mm-hmm. So if ultimately... Is responsibility. Yes, we have a role to play in terms of us obeying his instructions along the way and doing doing the groundwork. But in general, he's bringing the resources. He's building your team. He's doing all the hard work. You know, all we really have to do is trust and obey.
0: Actually, one of the things I would like to talk about in the podcast is around financial independence. So that's the
1: mm-hmm. FI and
0: <laughs> FIRE in, in the acronym. Yeah. yeah. Um. In the personal finance space, especially, you know, that's not faith-based. Financial independence has a lot of different uh, meanings and can look different for everyone. Um, mm-hmm. But the the first step to, to getting to that financial independence is mindset. And Absolutely. I think personally, as believers, our mindset should be um, the easiest step for us, right? Because mm-hmm. we're relying on God And having a a mindset of faith, we're almost halfway there, but that doesn't doesn't come with the hurdles. So if you had to think of any hurdles you had, you know, starting your business, going for financial independence, what are some of those like mental things you had to overcome?
1: Oh my God, (laughs) doubt and unbelief by far, um, the greatest hurdles, I think, not just for me, but for many people. And, and I'll explain that. So unbelief for me, you know, I kind of alluded to this earlier where I talked about, you know, dealing with my self-esteem issues, um, was it was a major hindrance for me, you know, because I was faced with abandonment and abuse, unfortunately, at a young age. So that what it did, it kind of crippled me mentally. So I wasn't a very good decision maker for many years. I struggled in the area of making good decisions and that includes financial decisions as well. So I know I just really felt like, man, I can't start a business because, you know, I how am I going to manage the finances I can't afford an accountant, you know, in the beginning? So I had a lot of like doubt and believing that I could even attain financial independence was a big thing for me, right? Um, And I really had to do, again, what the Bible says in in Romans 12, 2, which was to renew my mind, right? It talks about be transformed by the daily renewing of your mind. So I had to go through Years of just reading the Bible, praying, surrounding myself with, with, with sermons and positivity and daily affirmations really before my mind was even in the place. To think that I could even do what God was showing me, because even though I was reading tons of scriptures about God promoting financial independence, like you know, promises about being the lender and not the borrower, and you know Him giving us the power to get wealth, and every time I'm reading the scriptures, I'm getting excited, right? And I'm like, yes. God has this for me. God wants this for me. But the battle was moving my dreams from my heart to my head, right? So what was in my heart was not translating in my head. And I think a lot of people get stuck there is that they have it in their heart, you know, what God is saying and what they they want for their lives. But they're battling because they have all of these self-defeating thoughts, all of these negative thoughts. And it's, it's a plaque there's there's no unity and what's in your heart has to translate to your head before you can manifest it and so that's why renewing our minds is so important so essentially i had to relearn things i had to reprocess things and in some cases i had to rebuke some things in order <laughs> to really be positioned to even get what God has for me, right? Because He kept, He'll always show you what He has for you. The promises will are available to all of us. However, there's, there's a work that we each have to do to get to, to actually see the manifestation of that promise. And the first step is even just believe, believing what He said. It's like, do you believe that God can do this for you or through you or with you? You know, and it has to be yes, yes, yes every time because if he doesn't have our faith, he doesn't have our belief. He can't move. He cannot work um, with us and through us because faith is the currency of heaven. Right? In order for heaven to come down on earth, and in order for God to to do all that He wants to do with us and through us, we have to believe. So our belief system has got to be in one accord with God in His Word. Yeah,
0: if like you started preaching there.
1: Yeah, not on purpose. I promise. (laughs) (laughs) I promise you. I can be long-winded, but I'm trying to behave right now, Um, and I'm only speaking my truth. I'm really speaking from what I've learned, you know. So,
0: no, and and that's that's all you can do, right? That your test. Sometimes a testimony is the best teacher. You can (sighs) read the textbooks, and you know the technical concepts of things, and you can. Uh Um, explain to someone he, this is what mindset is, but nothing beats someone who can speak about it from personal experience and say, this is what I know God says, and I've seen it done in my life. And for me, that's the, the greatest key of financial independence for a believer. You know, sometimes we even get caught up in, in looking on other people or looking, you know, the picture of financial independence is that's what God has promised for us. It's not what is for us. And, you know, we, we look at, you know, something else and say, Oh, must be nice. Or that's thinking that's, you, and it's not. And sometimes the work, the the hurdle or the mindset hurdle is for us to understand what God has for you as an. Yes.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So if you had to say the biggest lesson you've learned so far from, you know, becoming a business owner, um, trying to achieve financial independence and just working through what God has called you for, what was probably your biggest lesson yes. for entrepreneurship and, and ministry?
1: Oh, wow. And we we kind of touched on this a little bit, but I'll I'll reiterate. I would have to say the biggest lesson I've learned so far in every arena of my life, is to trust God, even when it doesn't make sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because we are <laughs> humans; we're we have a natural tendency to do what feels right or seems right, um, or what feels good, right? And and a lot of times, uh, what God is asking of us, most times. If not all the time, it's always bigger than us. It always requires us to step outside of our comfort zone. It always requires of us to, you know, do the impossible. Essentially, it's like, you know, if you can do it on your own, then you don't need God. And it probably didn't come from God. Right. But the thing that he's really called you to do your life mission, your life's purpose, your, you know, the thing that you'll be known for when you leave this earth is you're going to need him to do it you cannot do it by yourself. Um, and I learned, I, I'm, I'm still in that place of learning, you know, that I need God today more than I <laughs> Because mm-hmm. as you know, uh, uh, I'm growing or expanding my territories, enlarging, I need more wisdom, I need more grace, I need more strength, I need more power, I need more of a spirit. I will never not need him, right? I will always need more of him. And so, That's why every phase I have to trust and I have to hold, I have to grab a hold of him and what he's saying, even when I don't understand it. Because one of the things I've seen is that um, when we step out on faith and do everything God says, there's always a blessing on the other side of that obedience step, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people are going after the blessing, but they're trying to skip steps and it doesn't work like that. You know, we, we, it never works like that. Right. So people are stuck, you know, where they were 10 years ago, they haven't moved in some cases because they haven't done the last thing God asked. Right. And so if we could trust, it's easy to obey when you trust, if you trust the person that's asking you to, you know, step out on the water or launch into the deep, then it's easy to do it. But when you don't trust, you hesitate. Right. And so people, we have to build up our trust factor we have to get to that place where we really trust god so that no matter what he asks even if it sounds insane even if it doesn't make sense we just do it like abraham right he left his his hometown to go to a place he had no address we got called him to move (laughs) abraham had no address you know and that that makes no sense to the human mind, but sometimes you know, and but he ended up being the father of many nations, you know, he made history. So, you know, we have to be willing to, to part to cooperate with God. You know, we know a lot of times we know what we want, especially you know, when we look at the world and the fame and fortune and, and all the stuff. You know, but our flesh wants all of that, but we often are not willing to cooperate to do what it takes to get there, you know. That's so and, and we we have, to. So for me, yes, ma'am, I have learned <laughs> I have to trust God so that I can cooperate with him no matter what he asks. I just blindly follow. I don't need to always understand. I, it doesn't have to make sense. I don't have to have the resources. It's if he said it, I'm doing it. And that's it.
0: Yeah, I love that. And, you know, everything you're saying to me, that is the epitome of what faith on fire, you know, means to me. And, and, Mm. you know, talking to you was, um, so important to me because, um, everything you've talked about, everything we've touched on before that, that is what financial independence for believers should be about. It should always be and first and foremost, be around trusting God and and believing him for what he has for you. And, Mm And, you know, if we have the faith, like you said, if you trust the person, You're putting your faith and it's easy to obey. And my hope is that those who name the name of Christ and who profess to be believers will have the faith to, to allow God to have control in all areas of their life, including their finances and in control of those things, not just saying, Hey Lord, this is what I want. Can you bless it? But starting with, you know, who you are and why you're here and what God is calling you for. And from there, you know, if, He's calling you into whether it's full-time ministry or starting a business from scratch or to be, you know, an employee at a company or to rise up in that company and become the CEO, whatever it is, the first step is to trust him for that and know that he's going to provide in the way that's right for you. That's what the financial independence will look like for you, whatever God has for you in your situation. Um So I guess the last question I'll ask you, um, do you have any business goals or, you know, where do you see yourself taking the ministry? If you have any,
1: you know, <laughs> at the moment. Absolutely. So uh, I, I'll just say this. I have always been a big dreamer. Right. <laughs> I've always been a girl who has big dreams, and, and and that has never changed. Even when the enemy has tried, he's tried it. He's tried to kill my dreams. He's tried to make me think they will never come to pass, but... Um, they still are, they still exist. And so for my business, I imagine, so right now I'm, I'm only in Massachusetts in one town, but my ultimate goal is to be a franchise where um, we have multiple locations, not in just my state, but um, across many states. So I would like (laughs) for this franchise to, um, be national, not just local, um, in terms of my platform, my ministry, I see it being global at some point. Um, you know, I have a strong desire and passion for evangelization, outreach and mission. So I do want. Um, to travel and 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 do ministry in different parts of the world, you know, uh, by God's grace, I was able to recently lead uh, someone from India to Christ. Um, that was awesome. <laughs> that made my day, and and it just reminded me that. You know, what God is showing me, what the, the vision that he's put in my heart to take the ministry global, it's, gonna, it's already happening, right? Um, you would never think uh, a young black woman in Massachusetts would be able to lead an Indian woman uh, who's literally in India to the Lord. And he did that virtually, by the way. Yeah. Um, I think that's awesome. And I think that's just a seed of, of what, you know, he's going to cause to manifest in terms of fruit in the future. So, yes, like I was saying, um, I, I definitely see the, the the women's ministry, you know, evolving, traveling, um, um, ministering to women globally. You know, I, ha- I have a heart for missions as well. Like I said, um, once things opens back up, I'm hoping to do retreats and missions and take teams around the world to minister to, to, to women and children around the world.
0: That's awesome. I, I love it. Thank you. And, you know, we'll be in prayer to trust God that all that you are asking him for will, will be done. And I'm sure that if you're, as long as you're open to it, he'll continue to use you.
1: Yes. Thank you. Um, all
0: right. I've, I've loved this conversation, Shirley, and, and just loved being uh, in touch with you and, and getting to know more about you and your, your ministry. So for those who are listening, you can give them, your socials or your website, where to find you and connect with you?
1: Absolutely. So um, on social media, uh, whether it's Instagram or Facebook, uh, my handle is Precious Kingdom Gem. And um, just in case you didn't get that, you can run over to my website and everything is there. The website is www.preciousgemministries.com. Ministries is plural. um, And that's www.preciousgemministries.com.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Shirley. Thank you so much for being on the podcast and sharing your story and being so, so open and honest. I really appreciate, appreciate having you on today.
1: Thank you for having me, sis. It was such a blessing.
0: Amen. All right. Okay. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. I want to say thank you again for listening I say thank you every chance I get because I really do appreciate it, especially if you've made it this far all the way to the end. I just want to remind you again about our book club. Still time to sign up and there's always time to read and and improve your financial literacy. The goal is to continue to share book recommendations in an email, a reading list, and my feedback on the book and some discussion questions to just help us to continue to learn more and grow as a community. So if you haven't signed up, head over to faithonfirellc.com and you'll see the link there under book club and blog. As always, you can follow me on social media LLC, on Facebook and Instagram. And wherever you're listening to this, make sure to follow or like or subscribe. If you're listening on Apple podcasts, go ahead and leave a rating and some feedback. It always helps to hear from you guys. As always, thanks for listening. Take care and God bless.